And we are live. What's going on, everybody? Current FM. Uh, we are here with Luke from For King and Country. And uh, these guys have just been a total blessing to the body of Christ for uh, years now. And it's just a family of just blessed artists and musicians. And we thank you so much for being a part of the show today. And uh, keep letting us keep up and catch up and find out what's going on with you guys. Right, man. That's right. Hey, well, first of all, thank you for taking the time uh, to hang out with me. I'm, I'm very grateful. And, uh, man, I always enjoy these chats. Uh, getting to <laughs> chat with people all around America uh, today uh, is always a thrill. So thanks for taking the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, was that a political move you just did there or if this is that, was that actually true? Because I, I get it. No, it's true. <laughs> no, it's funny, man. I, I'm one of those guys. I'm one of those guys, that, you know, for a lot of artists, they're like, Oh, I got to do interviews today. I got to, and I actually, I enjoy people. I, I do that. That's a people. God has given me a heart for people. I love people. I love getting to find out who they are, what, what they're about and, uh, and vice versa. So man, I'm, I, that's a true statement right there. Now, see, cause I'm actually the same way. I, I, this is what I do. So it's like, I love, yeah. you know, talking to you guys. I love, well, first of all, I, one of the main reasons that I love talking to you guys is cause, and I said this to David Crowder and I, and I said it to pretty much everyone, uh, Taylor from Kane. I was like, you know, I love the fact that I get to encourage those who are encouraging millions of people. You know what I mean? Like that means the world to me. And I got to start off with this with you guys, especially. Um, you guys write music that pierces the heart and ministers to people's hearts where like you can almost see scenarios that this music relates to. Is that done intentionally? Like, is, is it is it truly based off the stuff that you're going through and then you just translate it into music? Or is it, is that part of your ministry where you're just saying, hey, I want to tell these stories? And, yeah. and uh, where where is your angle on that? Yeah, so I'll tell you a story. When we first got into music, I was uh, I was 19. I had torn my ACL playing basketball uh, in a game. And uh, uh, I, I, I remember kind of asking God, God, like, what do you want for my life? And I went to my mom and said, Mom, I, I don't know what God wants from me. I thought sports was kind of like my angle, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get and, it. Uh, she said, "She said, look, I think that by the time you graduate high school, there's gonna be one thing left for you to do." So, sure enough, I graduate high school, and and Joel comes to me and says, "Hey, what are you what are you about writing some songs and singing on some demos?" And look, I'd never written a song before that. I'd, I'd grown up singing, you know. I think like a lot of people, grew up singing in the church and uh, loved to sing. Nobody ever taught me how to sing. It just kind of was something <laughs> I did. And uh, and so I, I came to writing songs. I mean, I wrote a lot of really bad songs for a lot of years. And I remember the first time I wrote a song that I was proud of. It was a song called Crave. It was on our very first album uh, that it ended up becoming the album title. But I probably wrote that now 13, 14 years ago. And I remember going, driving home after writing that song, and I put this song in a CD player, if we even remember those. I put it in a CD player, <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I, I remember saying to myself, if nobody ever hears this song, this song means something to me. And that changed the course of my songwriting career. I started writing songs that were comforting my own heart, uh, I started writing songs that were about the things that were going on internally versus things that I thought other people wanted to hear versus things I thought would convict or maybe challenge or inspire the people. I started making songs that would, that would affect my heart that, you know, you said it, that would pierce my heart. And right. uh, that's what, uh, that's what changed. Now, now when, when you, uh, when you, your music videos, is that, is that the same 
you know, kind of concept because your music videos are, are are also cinematically telling a story as well with the music. Um, and and you, I can tell you guys take that very seriously. Uh, so what is that process like? Yeah, well, we grew up making uh, really bad, you know, Indiana Jones spoofs, you know, like we grew, we grew up making, I think the now family, it was like, if, if you could create you, your, your goal is to try and create something, right? And so I remember being a kid that would, would get killed off in the Indiana Jones spoofs because I couldn't remember my lines. So then I'd be behind <laughs> cameras. And, and my older brother, Ben, uh, is a film director. And so when we think of music videos, we think of another opportunity to tell a story. But also it gives us kind of – it takes us back to our childhood. And it's like, man, now we actually get budgets to play with and we can make, you know, make Absolutely. little short movies. And Absolutely. so in, in some cases we think of music videos like we think of a movie. Uh, it just only goes for four and a half minutes. But we, we to, it translates. It, it totally translates. You guys do. You guys are wonderful at, and fascinating at telling stories. Uh, and I, I do have to ask you this because I know that uh, I'm a little bit older than you. So I mean, I, <laughs> but but uh, I know that uh, there was a time where media and the body of Christ were not vibing together. You know, the the That's church right. just did not trust uh, media. Didn't trust Christian rock. Didn't trust you know drums in the church we've come a long way right that's right that's right uh, and so uh with this new endeavor into uh cinema and social media how do you see the church because i obviously i know it's changed the industry right it's changed the music industry and how things are done so how has has how, where do you see the relationship between media uh and and and, and music and the faith uh, in the future, how do you see that? What's your take on that? Well, one, one thing I will say is, uh, you know how to reach kids these days. You reach kids through the headphones that you're wearing, and uh, and also the, the the screens that they're looking at, right? And so, to me, we have to be in those places. Now, there's a lot of debate on how we get on those de devices, right? But mm. um, to me, it starts with being excellent at your craft. I think that people people forget like creativity is free. Right. And if we're in touch with the, the creator of the world, that our creativity should be good. I think everybody in the Christian world, they start saying things like, well, I don't have the budget to go do this or oh. I don't I, I don't have this to go do that. And it's like, man, that's a poor man's excuse uh, for for bad creativity. So to me, it, it gets back to like, man, um, you people should you know, I, I, I get a little bit of flack for this, but I love this quote. Uh, St. Francis of Assisi said years ago, you know, uh, preach the gospel. And if necessary, use words. Yes, obviously, I we hear should it. Use, obviously, we should use words, right? I'm not going to get into that debate. But I do think that if our work is excellent enough, it goes before us. You, yeah. you know, because when you when, when our work goes before us, the things that we say have extra weight. But if our work isn't good, it's only just our words. It falls short to me. I think it yeah, falls, and, and I think it falls on deaf ears. I I, I agree a hundred percent, which definitely leads me to. You guys stage presence. You guys are. It's so funny because you guys are take your stage presence just as seriously as you do your cinema, just as seriously as you do your music. Uh, you guys put on almost like the equivalent of a play uh, when you guys are on stage. Uh, is, is 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 theater a part of your family as well? <laughs> no, I just think that. I mean. I've often said this, I want to be the greatest entertainer in the world, not because for entertainment's sake, but because if I'm entertaining, people will listen. People will get off their phones. You got to think about, you know, in a show, let's say you got 3,000 people in a show. 
you, what, what you're competing with is their attention. You're competing with a phone because if you're boring, what do kids do? I just pull out their phone, you know, and they'll find something else more entertaining. I also think that Jesus, you know, I'm not a theologian, but uh, I, I guess I can play a theologian today. Uh, I think Jesus is one of the greatest entertainers in the world. You know why? Because he stole, told stories that changed the world. He's yeah. an entertainer. He right? captivated so people. Yeah. He captivated people. So to me, um, we got to be able to do similar you know, we got to be able to do and look, I'm not doing it for the sake of people looking to me. I hope I, I love this. I remember uh, Charles Spurgeon. He was a great, great teacher uh, in the UK. And there was a bunch of people that went over and uh, heard a couple of the, the leading preachers in England of the day. And they went to this other kind of church um, that was in London. And they were like, man, this this guy that taught, oh, my goodness, the Lord has gifted him. He is so gifted. He's so talented. And then they went. They, when they then they went and heard Charles Spurgeon teach, and they left there and they said, "What an amazing, amazing God that we serve." And my hope is, is that people wow, don't see your talent. Wow, that's so good. They don't see your talent; they see something far greater. And that, I think that's our hope. We got to be excellent at it. Yeah, yeah. And then I gotta say, you guys do a, a great job um, with that. Now, I do have to ask you this um, because. You, you know, there is the ministry side and then there's the industry side. And, and, and a lot of artists are, you know, want to come in and a lot of artists are like, hey, I, like music is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. Yeah. I want to give this to God and I want to make a living out of it. Um, but there's a huge gulf of knowledge in between coming from uh, leading worship into uh, that, that industry side. How do you balance out the industry side and the ministry side? Well, I try not to listen to the industry, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, industry, industry is there, right? I think you got to have other people that, you know, in, in my case, our father and my, my younger brother manage us. And look, they, they, that, that's kind of for them uh, to focus on. I, I'm not really, I mean, I don't follow really social media. I don't really try to follow trends. Um, man, my, my goal is to, um, God has given me a, a gift set that is in some cases, like I'm not the most gifted person in the world. There's more gifted people. And I'm, I'm not saying that to be falsely humble. Like genuinely, there's better singers. There's better songwriters. But we work hard. Uh, we're diligent with the, the gifts that, that have been given. And the other thing is, is man, sometimes people, ju God just chooses certain people to use. Sometimes it's inexplainable. He gives me songs. Man, I can tell, I literally can tell you, give you examples of songs that were dropped in my lap. I don't know where it came from. And then God gave it to me. And, and so the, if, if you can stay in tune, the other thing I will say this is people look at success in a really unique way. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, when, yeah, people, yeah. when people, when people um, are worship leaders and they, they feel like they're being gifted to, to be involved in music. Well, man, if you're leading worship, that might be the mountaintop. It might keep going, but if you're comparing yourself and you're calling to other people's callings, it's a mistake. Ooh. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's that's good. Now, I, I, I listen, listen. Because of the amount of people that are going to see this and uh, talk about it, I, I do have to to ask you this because it's it's very, you know, everything you just said is very real. Like when, when but when you are, are, it goes back to the the the, the music that you are, are telling. When is it too? Is there ever a time where it's too personal? To, to to share or is it that mm. the most personal songs are the ones that you know do most of the work like the more vulnerable you are the the higher your success or the 
the more people you reach, or is it does God have to give you the wisdom? And, and yeah, this is a hit. How does that work? That's a great question. You know, I I, I nearly lost my son um, to a near SIDS accident um, four and a half years ago, maybe actually five years ago. Uh, and uh, I actually saw him. We found him like when I called the ambulance. He was just out there. You know, I'm just not too far away from it. And we took him, we nearly lost him. He, my, my wife prayed over him, brought him back to life. It was this crazy experience. Uh, he went to the hospital and they couldn't really find anything wrong with him. He just nearly died. Um, and uh, I remember as I, that one stung. That one, for whatever reason, there was something about, like when you go through something as an adult, um, you can process it differently. When it happens to your kids, uh, it's still to this day, man, I tell this story and I still get kind of weepy over it. And it's been five years, you know, since, and I remember sitting out on the, actually the porch just right here. And I remember praying and I said, God, you know, why do these things keep happening in my life? You know, I've had some, like, ever since I started music, I've had some, uh, you know, pain is relative, but I've had some unique struggles, um, over the course of, of like the last 11 years. And it started when I got involved in music. Um, and, um, I felt him very clearly say, Luke, so that you will tell these stories because these stories reflect the goodness of my love for you. And so all you have to do, you don't have to be even be a good storyteller. If it's personal and it's real, just yeah. tell, tell those stories. And so there is probably a line. Um, and that's really between my wife and I, I guess, you know, like we got, we got to, we got to discover that. And maybe there's been at times I've been maybe too honest, but um, I felt God breathe life into it. And at the end of the day, if God, if, if there's, I, I just don't see any evidence in the, in the, in the Bible where it's like, Hey, keep that to yourself because we wouldn't want people to be impacted by it for the gospel. Right. I don't really, like, I don't really, yeah, yeah, and I, I, and I get it. Maybe when it comes to kids and, you know, per, you know, making sure that they're not exposed to maybe some of the struggles and things that they go through. I get that. But like, uh, I think God wants to use stories and uh, he can have mine. Yeah, and because I know a lot of artists have told me that they struggle with that, you know that these they'll be like, oh, this song is going to be great, but it's too personal. I don't want. I don't know if it's going to be. And they get confused on whether or not uh, they should do that because it's. This is the one of the struggles a lot of people don't know about Christian artists is they don't have a lot of the the guidance and things like that. That maybe the mentorship that exists maybe in the in the the secular industry. So they make a lot of mistakes. You have to learn a lot of. The, on their own, on their own, uh, so they, they don't kind of know what to do. It, but that was such a solid point uh, that I I hope everyone hears that and goes, you know what, I'm I am gonna say, God, you can have my story uh, because that I think that is I, I think one I think our future is an empty canvas, right? It's an empty canvas, and if we just allow that relationship with God to paint our future, we could do some amazing things. Um, so let me ask you this real quick: How when you when you found out you you fell in love with music, and when did it? When did you know that everything was absolutely changing? When did that moment happen? Well, uh, everything changing in the sense of like this is working. Like, the, not just you're not just a worshiper at church. <laughs> now, like, like this, this is now the world knows about for King and Country. Man, I think that um, there was a before and after. We played the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. And there was an absolute before and after from that. It was like, cause man, oh, we were, you were working really hard and you're not sleeping well. And you're, you know, you're on, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're traveling around in a van and, and at the end of the day, you're, you've got this dream and, um, 
and not even a dream. I think you're just kind of putting your next foot in front of the other. You know, I think that sometimes we get really distracted by, I mean, look, Satan's the great deceiver. And uh, he tries to confuse us. That's his greatest weapon because he, he, can't, he can't tell you truth. He can just tell you lies. But yeah. he's really good at telling almost truths, right? And so I think for us, you know, we, we, we had this hope of what songs could do in someone's life. But I think that there becomes a point where it's like, man, is this a three-year endeavor? <laughs> or is this, is, this for the next, <laughs> is this for the next, you know, 10 years or so? And I think it was probably after the, after the Tonight Show. That was where things um, changed a little bit. And I was like, oh, this, is, this might be a little bit more than that. Now, I noticed with you guys that you don't – I I still struggle. And, I talked, again, I told David Crowder the same thing. I still struggle with – if someone asked me what style of music does King & Country play, I would say good music. I, I don't know – where to put you guys i like i i can't say ccm i could say you know i mean i can say any like you guys have a love for so many different styles of music and you found this amazing way to translate it all and you know i know dudes that you would think only listen to gangster rap and they love for king and country where does your musical influence come from Man, I don't, you know, it's, it's, everybody, it's everyone. <laughs> well, I, you know what's funny about Joel and I? Um, we don't listen to a ton of music. That sounds so weird. <laughs> no, I actually like, knew you were going to say something like that. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I mean, I'm aware. I, I listen to kind of top 40 radio to stay um, modernized, if that makes sense, occasionally. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a dad of, you know, my wife and I, we have four kids. So, uh, I don't listen to it a ton because it's getting pretty, uh, very difficult to like, cause I'm cool. Like, man, if someone's just writing a clean, great song, I'm cool if my kids listen to it. If it's not in, you know, if it's not in the genre of Christian music or whatever, the problem is, is that virtually doesn't exist anymore. You right. know, you listen to top 40 radio. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. Um, lyric wise, I listen to it to make sure I'm not naive. Um, you know, to listen to current trends and things. But man, Joel and I aren't music connoisseurs. Now, I've been around in music my whole life. I grew up listening to like Seal, Goo Goo Dolls. Uh, I grew up. <laughs> Those are my guys. Those are my guys. Yeah, I grew up listening to U2, um, Switchfoot in high school. That album, The Beautiful Letdown, really impacted me. That was one of the first times I kind of thought to myself, like, what if I could write a song for someone else that yeah. impacts me the same way this does? But I'm not sitting there going, like, I can't go like, you know, genres deep in all these other, I just know what makes me feel, you know, like that's what the studio mostly is about that. It's like, man, if you listen to a beat, does it make you feel? Well, that's a good beat. Well, pursue that beat. If you listen to another beat and it's just kind of is like, eh, well, it's, eh, it's not good music. You know, you move on. And I think that that, that's probably the gift that God's given both Joel and I, and that's just years and years of listening to just being around it. And it you sounds know. you can feel you can feel it because uh, we can you can actually feel your freedom that because like I said I cannot put you anywhere so I can see that you've kind of taken your own well sound. I think that there's a lot has of, its own sound I think there's a lot of people that that make and write songs because they think it's going to be successful I'm I'm of the opinion there's two genres of music there's bad music and there's good music if you're in the land of good music. Most likely, it's probably going to be around three minutes long, the song. Uh, it's probably going to have a verse, chorus, and a bridge of sorts, and it's going to get <laughs> stuck in your head. That's right. good music. 
it's That's probably also going to get played on the radio. Right, right. Now, now you did. Uh, God only knows you got to work with Dolly Parton and Kurt Franklin, and you got to 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 do work with people from different genres. I mean, from different like complete, you know, you know, genres of music. You know, country music versus what was that experience like, and what was the fans' response when they said, "Oh, they're working with Dolly Parton"? How, did you get any of that feedback? What was that? Well, like? Dolly, Dolly. I mean, you're always going to get a little bit of. You know, it's it's a difficult one. Look, everybody's entitled to their own opinion of how people do things. Like, if you're a supporter of a movie, you're you're the critic. You know, you can do what you can say whatever you want, right? And, right. But uh, what I will say is, there's a lot of Christians out there that don't happen to be doing Christian music. Uh, oh, there's yeah. a lot of Christians out there who don't happen to be making Christian films. And look, you may not agree with all of it, and I don't think you have to. And once again. You're up to you can you can decide what you want to decide, but Dolly, man, she would tell you she's a Jesus lover. You know, yeah. has she made some decisions that I would make? Probably not, but you know, that's between God and, and her. You know, yeah, I do think yeah. that she she has a genuine love for people, uh, and she has a genuine love for Jesus. But is she playing by all the rules that we kind of um, build or that we kind of make? That. Um, who knows? That's for the yeah. other people to, to, to ask. But what I can tell you is her singing on our song exposed that song to a lot of people that needed to know that if there God go. saw them, yeah, you know, if yeah, God that, knows their thoughts. And the, and the video, again, goes back to the video. The video was just phenomenal. And I got to be honest with you, I've, I've got friends that have been playing in some of the largest metal bands in the world and they're pastors that people have no idea they only know them from when they're you know playing in the secular world but these guys are pastors and and, and we we have and they're in some of the biggest bands in the, in the country and they're not doing christian music but the thing is, is I, it, it's it, it's never i'm never shocked when i see god reach people that thought that they were forgotten uh not talking about this anymore i'm talking about the, the the song itself god only knows and there were so many people that i know for a fact because i am a pastor that they said that, that that is the song that that brought them to the lord uh or not not just to the lord but even to giving as as serious as giving church a chance again okay uh that's how serious that song really was for a lot of people because at the end of the day you know you people don't feel heard they do feel forgotten and they you know it's almost like as as long as they're performing then people you know can receive them but the hurt or whatever's going on inside that's the part that no one's interested in and that's the part that usually ends up showing up at the wrong time in a breakdown or something like that and that song kind of collides with people in that very moment. That's how beautiful that song is. It's, it's, that song has played on the radio station in moments where I wanted to give up. And so I want to thank you guys personally uh, for just being so dedicated and committed and so well balanced. You know what I mean? That uh, you guys really do, you guys have really impacted uh, so many people's lives. I got to see you. One, I got to see you at Creation Fest, and then there was another festival like two weeks after that. Like to, when you guys hit the road, you guys hit the road. I do need to ask you, how do you balance that out? Like 
do, do you have the ability to say no? We don't want to do it. How does that work? Because you, when you guys hit the road, you guys hit the road. And like, how do you balance that out and family and, and, and everything else you got going on? Well, I mean, look, if, if you have the perfect um, work-life balance figured out, then send it over because I'd love to see it. I mean, look, it's a, it's a struggle. And I think, I think that people think that there's like this perfect formula for everything. I think that Jesus has us on, on individual journeys. And what is somebody else's yes, maybe somebody else's no. And when somebody yes. else's no, might be somebody else's yes. You know, I, I can't speak into it. What I know for us is that I'm pretty good for about 70 to 90 shows a year. You know, somewhere in there. I do much more than that. Um, my heart gets a little affected because my family gets affected. And so, it, 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 you know, that's the balance for us. You know, I, we, for the most part, do like two real touring seasons. We'll do a spring or a fall, a Christmas tour, and then one-offs in the summer. We don't do spring, summer, fall, Christmas. I, I just – I couldn't do it. I, a, yeah. I don't think my voice – A, I don't think my voice would last – but, um, you know, so there, there's a, there is a balance in everything. But, man, you know, you, you, uh, that's, that's kind of between – I think everybody else wants to be told, you know, uh, how to go about it, what to do, how, 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 for, how, how to be. Man, that's an individual journey. Like, you know, sometimes I think people are like, hey, would you pray for me? Well, you should stop praying yourself as well, right? You should go to the source. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not saying I would love – I want people to pray for me. But be people of prayer as well. Don't just have yeah. somebody else use their holiness for your sake, which is fine. But be people that are in pursuit of like, man, I don't know if I should do this. Well, pray about it. Ask God for it. And he has a unique way of showing up in all sorts of different ways, you know. And uh, you got to listen. You got to be aware of it. Yeah. You got to do the hard thing. You got to do the unseen things. The unseen things is where the power is. Now, now, listen, I, I, know, I don't know how much time you got left because I don't want to hold you up too much. I know you, you got to. You got to go in. <laughs> I told you we were a hot mess today. So, but but uh, I I do I would like to know from you, uh, uh, just a, about that. You know, um, how relevant it is like? It's it's so tough because I, I know there's so many different opinions on it, but but when it comes to your prayer life, spending time in the Word of God, uh, you know a lot of people feel like it's not as relevant. It's like, as long as you have this relationship with God, do you speak to that at all? Do you, do you have a thought on like, as a believer is the, is the Bible necessary? Is prayer necessary? Uh, how do you feel about that? Here's what I would say, you know, take your, take your dearest friend in the world, right. And stop talking to him for three months and see if that relationship is deeper or not. I think that you'd find that you would say that the relationship is not as deep. You still revere them as one of your dearest friends. You still might be saved, but that you don't have any of the power. You don't have any relationship. Wow. There's not a, a coming. There's, there's, there's no coming and going. There's no, I was, I was angry because of this. And that friend can commune with you and say, oh man, I feel you. I'm, I'm with you. That breaks my heart as well. But here's another perspective. That's what good friendship does. Right. It's not unlike that in the heavenly realms, right? I think that we think that, that there's this, you know, when you, when you hurt someone and there's like sin involved, you don't feel close to that person. But when you go and ask for forgiveness, what happens? Great intimacy, great yeah. closeness. That's to me how it works in the, in, with our relationship with Jesus. It's like, man, when you go and you repent of your sin, what happens? You feel close to Jesus. Yeah. You just do. 
Yeah. So yeah, when I look at it, I, I don't look at it in a philosophic, philosophical way. I just look at it as it's go try it, you know, go actually like really, truly dedicate yourself and just say, God, I don't know. I don't know how to pray, but I'm here for 15 minutes and <laughs> I'm just going to confess to you the things that have gone on in my life. I'm going to pray for the things I'm going to ask for things. I'm going to praise you for things. I'm going to move on. See how that shapes your life. If you do that for two months. Yeah. Dude, well, everybody, this is Luke from Fortean Country. Uh, man, I could talk to you all day, brother. Good grief, man. We got to do this again. Uh, maybe when you got more time and I'm not late. <laughs> yeah. That's all good. <laughs> Yo, but uh, is there anything you want the people to know? Is there anything you want to say to the people that may, uh, you know, uh, you know, just anything on your heart that you want to say to people, maybe a word of encouragement? Man, I thought, I think you already, well, you, you brought it out of me, man. I, look, I hope people see someone here that is, is not a, a um, I'm not a perfect person, but I'm in pursuit of Jesus to the best of my ability. That's what I find source and strength and life in. And uh, I don't do it perfectly myself, but I'm telling you, if you've got problems, there's help there. And uh, you know, there's a scripture that, you know, that says my help comes from God, right? <laughs> my help comes from him. And uh, I hope he helps you too. Yeah. Listen, everybody. Uh, I want you to know that I, like, when when I when I listen to their music, you know I know that this is not just being written to see oh this is this going to make someone cry is this a hit, uh, you know and you know like guys you know this is what this the station is for this is what uh, these crazy people who hired me they actually hired a crazy guy like me because they knew that I have a heart for the people so hey listen guys I, I want you to know that if you're feeling lost if you're feeling like you know, nobody cares about you, that no one's listening to you. And you might be listening to this. Uh, you might be hearing this as, as you know, in, in, in your car. I want you to know that God has a whole system that he's created. He's interrupted people's like Luke's lives. He, he interrupts our life so that we can send messages to each other and others who don't know that there is a real true and living God that loves you. And, and, and he's created, you know, music and different stuff from Christian rock, Christian rap, alternative, like everything. God has infiltrated just about every realm to send you a message that he loves you and that you are important and valuable. So please uh, make sure you guys uh, check these guys out. Check out For King and Country just to feed yourself some great music that really empowers you. There's tours uh, that are going to be coming around pretty soon. Uh, we've got one coming here. Uh, and all you have to do is go to currentfm.com and you can see all of our dates, of all of For King and Country's dates that are on currentfm.com. Now, also, I want you guys to know that oh Luke, can I ask you one more question real quick? Yeah, yeah. Like you, you, you are your kids in music as well, or is that just something mom and dad, like dad does? No, my kids, man, they're all pretty creative. Yeah, I got actually, but right behind me, my my son has his little drum set. He's turning <laughs> in to be a pretty good little drummer. Um, no, man, they come to the studio with me. Do much they? Every, you know, whenever I whenever I go, they're usually there. Um, <laughs> and man, you'll be amazed at the things that come. You'll be amazed at things that come out of a kid's mouth, and you'll be amazed <laughs> that it comes out of the uh, kid's uh, kid's creativity. It's it's pretty yeah. Uh, it's pretty so powerful. You gotta, don't you play drums? A little bit. Uh, yeah, my 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 son is you know, if he keeps up the this trajectory, he will be a much better drummer than me. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, so uh, last one. I promise is the last question. How yeah. many instruments do you play? Man, I for the most part, I'm a singer and I'm I'm a drummer. For the most part, I, I yeah. Uh, I could tap on things, so I could tap up, tap on a lot of different things. 
to make it look like I can play a lot of different things. But for the most part, I could, uh, I could, I could play drums and I can sing. Well, I can tell you what, man. You know, you you are. I I do want to let you know that uh, you guys are some of the best musicians I have seen in a very, very, very long time, and, and that's just on the artistic side. Uh, but uh, beyond that, you are like the most real guys I've ever met. You guys are so powerful and so uh, cool. And I just, you know, thank you guys for being genuine and authentic. That's the word, genuine and authentic. Thank you guys so much for everything you do. Uh, you've got my information here, so you know how to contact me anytime. But, uh, and, and and listen, man, I'll talk your head off. Uh, but, but, <laughs> but it's all encouragement. I, I want you guys to know the impact that you made it and and, and, uh, and how important it is. Every time that you guys have overcome fear or anxiety, everything that you've overcome has been a blessing to millions of people. And so I want to just encourage you guys to keep going. You guys are absolutely amazing. Everybody, this is Luke for with For King and Country. Make sure you go to currentfm.com. We got them Saturday, April 22nd at Chartware Arena. Uh, they will be there. And all you got to do when you get to currentfm.com is click right on the, the their logo uh, and their information. You guys, you are not going to be disappointed. It's uh, you know, it's going to be there, right? It's all the ticket, ticket information is coming up, so I'm showing you how to get in contact with them. It's truly more than a show. It is an experience. Uh, these guys are absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, Luke. Uh, and we will see you guys later. Be good to each other out there. We love you. <laughs>